It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, July 29th, 2022. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. Crime, including violent crime, is increasing in many places. And some of the victims and their family members are angry and they're speaking out. It makes me feel like I should have, you know, the city should be assigning bodyguards to people who are out. Like, I I should be able to walk outside my house. I shouldn't have to look both ways before I walk out my front door. It's very frightening. I'm Chris Foster. There's talk of a recession now with two straight quarters of negative economic growth. There are 11 million job openings right now in this country. It doesn't quite square with a real recession. We speak with Liz Clayman from Fox Business. And I'm Brian Kilmeade. I've got the final word on the Fox News Rundown. Over the weekend, several men robbed Pastor Lamore Whitehead during church, robbing him of a million dollars worth of jewelry in Brooklyn. He told Fox 5 New York. This is atrocious, right, for men to come in at during service and lay the entire church down at gunpoint. In downtown Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago, 2008 silver medal Olympic volleyball player Kim Glass was leaving lunch with a friend when she saw a man in the street near a car. And he just like looked at me with some pretty hateful eyes. She said in her Instagram video that he threw a large metal object at her, hitting her face. She said she nearly lost her eye. She later told Fox News that she'd found out. He was let out on probation and he attacked someone else and that was a misdemeanor, right? But before that, he had already assault and battery two other people and they were all women right and so what does it take a few days ago two teenagers brawled violently in the subway with nypd officers it turned out the 16 year old boy involved had just been arrested for robbery and released a few days earlier retired nypd lieutenant joe cardinale told fox news anchor bill hemmer this would never happen years ago never happen never never it would never happen like just because it would be no they would have the fear of being prosecuted. They would have the fear of repercussions from the police that they would go over there and force more more stations like that. But that's not the conditions today. It's not just headlines and shocking video, though. Statistics show increasing violent crime in many cities. A few months ago, Houston's mayor called violent crime in his city a public health crisis. In New York, major crimes have increased 37% this year. While murders declined a bit, felony assaults and robberies were up. In the Denver area, homicides were up 10% as of mid-July compared to the same time last year. Homicides increased in Portland, Oregon, going up more than 200% since 2019. Sometimes the incidents hit close to home, and you get a phone call or a text that someone you know has become a victim. I was walking home from a park that was a few blocks from my house, and there were a lot of people on the street. It was around 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Melanie, who asked that we not provide her last name, has been a friend of my family's for years in Southern California. From a distance, I could see a man standing trying to get on a bus who wouldn't let him on, and he was banging on the bus. The bus drove away, and he walked quickly past all of us pedestrians and apparently decided to turn around and take out his anger on the back of my head. As he hit me, um, he was a very big man, and the weight that he had behind his swing caused me to faceplant 
immediately onto the cement and then he ran off i i saw a picture obviously of your face after that um you looked terribly injured but what happened when police and fire responded there were plenty of witnesses around you who who called 911 right yes um the police who filled out the report wrote that there wasn't a lot of damage but i have a picture from three minutes after from one of the pedestrians my forehead was the size of a tennis ball so i'm not sure why the report was written up that way and but to some degree they when they first sat down it seemed like they were really questioning what happened until they heard other people corroborated my story but the lapd meaning they were questioning that this evening well the, the, the first question was oh did you fall down you know there, it wasn't like so what happened hmm. i don't know it was just it was very strange melanie i i know you've lived in la i think your whole life um we've all i mean I, we in the news business have been seeing and reporting on on crime and homelessness and you know what's been going on in, in recent years um given what you know of the city and what you've seen happen in the city how surprised were you that this happened to you if you were surprised yes i have lived here my whole life and i've definitely noticed in the last couple of years that it's everywhere there's people on the street sleeping and loud and seemingly very angry in the last year i've noticed a lot more assault around my neighborhood and i i am completely shocked that this happens to me i never thought you know walking a block from my house that i would have to have protection and there's part of me that's you know a little upset about the fact that it doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it and it makes me feel like i should have you know the city should be assigning bodyguards to people who are out like i i should be able to walk outside my house i shouldn't have to look both ways before i walk out my front door it's very frightening um we know in california there have been a whole bunch of new laws passed in the past decade it started with um ab 109 and that had people serving time for felonies in county jail rather than prison what do you think should be done in i guess la or the state should these laws be reversed should there be more facilities to hold people like if you could talk to city and state leaders like what would you say well i think that there's probably a better way to assess who's ready to be out on the streets and who's not i don't think i don't know if this person was or was not previously incarcerated for something i i would like to know because if he's out because this is an early release i mean if it was somebody else they'd be dead this there's no way the way i hit the floor if i wasn't in the shape that i'm in if somebody was very you know a little bit weaker a little bit older whatever um that person would have died and that that's just that's not okay that we just aren't protecting not even just a matter of that we're paying taxes and that we should no no people should be taking care of people and if this guy needs help he needs help and if he's going to hurt somebody and it's going to be detrimental then yeah laws should be changed now thankfully melanie was not more seriously injured or worse though she does have some medical issues that have resulted from this attack others have had to deal with far worse fox news political analyst giano caldwell got a phone call a little more than a month ago now his 18-year-old brother christian was shot and killed in chicago well it's been tragic 
terrible and heartbroken uh, month for me and my family. This is not what any one of us could have ever imagined or expected to happen to pretty much any member of of our family, but especially Christian, who just turned 18 this year. Uh, For those who may not know, June 24th, where my life really changed forever. I received a call from my younger sister who told me that our brother was murdered. And I just couldn't believe it. And I wanted to ask a thousand and one more questions to her because where did you get this information from? Where did you, where is the sources of this, this information? Has the police spoken with you? Have you spoken with anyone at a hospital? And later on, within about an hour, we were able to confirm that he was pronounced dead at the hospital um, when my older brother went and actually saw his body. So June 24th, he was in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago, uh, on 114th and Vincennes Street. And three to four African-American men with dreads got out of a black SUV and began firing. The individuals hit three people, a young lady, Uh, another individual who was the target of the hit and my younger brother who just happened to be standing next to him. Um, So it's, it's been quite, quite a nightmare from hell, from the pits of hell. This is what this has been. And hopefully someone will read or hear or see an interview that I do and say, wow, I know something. I was around that day uh, or I heard something and they'll call the police and provide Mm -hmm. the tip. Um, So that is my greatest hope at this time. That's what's kept me going. The fact that I can be out there and hopefully uh, shed light on an issue that's impacting thousands, if not millions of people in the city of Chicago, because if someone in your family is shot or if you have a friend that's shot, then it's impacted you in a way. And there's so many people that are having these experiences who have to try to figure out how do they bury their loved one? Exp- funerals are expensive. I had no idea. I went plan my brother's funeral, pay for his funeral. I didn't know that funerals are this expensive. Just imagine if you're a person with not much means and you live on the south side of Chicago. How do you bury your loved one? There's so many people out there right now who are in a situation where their loved one was hit, shot, whatever, and they don't know what to do. What about those individuals as well? Yeah, you want to spend that money on their future, not to bury them. Um, exactly. You've said since this happened that you've realized that um, soft on crime policies are a cancer. I think I'm quoting you. What have you learned about the criminal justice system in Chicago that you didn't know before? Because you've talked about crime in Chicago before. I've been talking about crime in Chicago for years. Um, and I've been talking about how the impact of comprehensive gun control laws Um, had made a difference with the criminal element in Chicago and things have only gotten worse. And yes, soft on crime policies is a cancer that has infected every sense of government in Chicago. I'm talking about the judiciary system with the bail reform that started in 2017. I'm talking about the county sheriff who manages a program for ankle monitor bracelets where they have 100 individuals who've been charged for murder on these ankle monitor bracelets. They're at home. There's over 3,200 people at any given time that are on these ankle monitor braces. I'm talking about the fact that the mayor has created this no chase policy where police have to ask for permission to chase someone from their supervisor while they're in their cars. Meanwhile, this person who may have committed 
some egregious crime is able to get away because the police officer has to wait. They're, they can't chase people on foot anymore. The prosecutor, Kim Fox, she's not taking a lot of the cases that the police are providing to her to prosecute. In fact, mm. she's dropped 25,000 felony cases, including rape and murder. So if you want to know what the heck is going on in Chicago and why things are so bad, it's the governing that is horrific. It is the policies, which I understand after Laquan McDonald, there was a need for some police reform. I would argue additional training and tougher penalties for cops who don't follow a police procedure. I can understand those things. But when it comes to someone shooting someone or murdering someone, like how could you ever think that it's okay to put them on an ankle monitor bracelet, which has been proven can be cheated. So they can go out and murder whoever witnessed their crime. Like this is the height of insanity that they think that this is okay when they're endangering the lives of millions of Chicagoans. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is where it used to be safe in Chicago, downtown, but that's no longer the case. These things are happening right where the mayor the mayor goes and work every day in City Hall. This is happening right across the street from City Hall where you got all this police protection. The criminals do not fear the police. They do not fear prosecution. And it's because of the leaders in Chicago that they have this mentality now. They don't fear this anymore. So now people are in danger in ways that were unimaginable before. Everyone knows that they are at risk being in that city. And it doesn't matter what your politics are, because this isn't about left or right. This is about humanity. General Caldwell, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And uh, please, if anyone knows anything, please call the Area 2 Police Department. And I I really appreciate those that are listening. If you don't want to be in touch with the police, you can DM me on social media at Gianno Caldwell. I've actually gotten some really strong tips, which will hopefully lead to the arrest of the individuals who did this to my little brother. The number to Chicago's Area 2 Police Department is 312-747-8271. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. This is Brian Kilmeade with your Fox News commentary coming up. After a short, deep recession in 2020 because of the coronavirus pandemic, then last year's comeback, the economy keeps shrinking in 2022 with gross domestic product, according to the Commerce Department, contracting nine-tenths of a percent in the second quarter of the year, April to June. President Biden says the Democrats' new energy, drug cost, and corporate tax plan will help the economy. The Inflation Reduction Act will add another $370 billion in clean energy tax credits in reconciliation, including incentives to accelerate domestic production of solar panels, wind turbines, batteries, and critical materials processing. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. We all learn that a recession is really easy. You take two quarters in a row and you have negative growth. And that's where we are now. And it's a shorthand definition for recession. 
This is perfect to say semantics because everybody's mm-hmm. got a different opinion, lexicon, vocabulary for what actually makes up a recession. Liz Clayman is the host of the Clayman Countdown on Fox Business and the Everyone Talks to Liz Clayman podcast. In the past, the actual, you know, basic definition was two consecutive quarters of contracting growth. Okay, everybody, we now have that. However, You also have people who look at the actual definition and say it has to be paired with mass job loss, which we do not have. We have huge job growth. The most recent job report for the month of June showed growth of more than 300,000. So you don't have that. And you also need mass layoffs. Don't have that. And we also need to look at whether people's economy when it comes to their households, such as their income, is contracting. So job you know, salary cuts and things like that, which at the moment we don't have. We do have some companies saying we're going to slow hiring or stop hiring for the moment, but it really isn't in the exact major definition of the companies that that do these things, right? National Economic Bureau of Research. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sort of supposed to be the final arbiter of it. Um, But again, it's in the eye of the beholder. If you're having a hard time making ends meet, you can say, well, where it feels like a recession to me. It feels Mm -hmm. like a depression to me, for that matter. Um, But I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, Fed Chairman uh, Powell said that they expected a bad number. He said it was even worse than they expected. To be a little more informal about it, uh, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy on Fox said, the economy sucks. Does it? No. And, And let me just say, that's not my opinion. That is actually the numbers that we look at very closely, such as things like durable goods sales and consumer spending. Consumer spending may be slowing, but it's not stopping dead in its tracks. Like what we had post-dot-com bubble bursting or the financial crisis. People just stopped buying shampoo and they turned the, the bottle they had upside down to get out that last little bit. We're not there yet. We also, and I mentioned durable goods, these are big ticket items that last more than three years. So washing machines, cars, big pieces of equipment, They just did really well for the most recent prints. So there is economic activity, manufacturing activity. And sure, I'm not going to speak for people who have lost their jobs or never got them back post-pandemic. But there are 11 million job openings right now in this country. It doesn't quite square with a real recession. Is is this normal to to have this split, high inflation, shrinking GDP, good job growth, good consumer spending? It is highly abnormal. We don't see this often because when we start to see things like in the 70s, look, recessions are caused by different things. They could be caused by an economic shock. 1970s, the oil shock, that triggered a recession. Or you could have the asset bubbles bursting, that triggers a recession. Or you could have something as a total outlier like 9-11 attacks in 2001, triggering a recession. 2020. Exactly. And those recessions, we had mass job losses and people just stopped economic activity. We don't have that right now. There's still huge demand in travel and leisure. You can't get a plane ticket. Uh, Prices are really high. They are starting to come down. We're seeing prices starting to come down in September. The fall tickets are not as expensive as what you see now. Oil and gasoline prices have come way off their highs. They are still way higher than a year ago, But it's a strange prism through which we're looking right now. You're right. And is that prism, does it create a self-fulfilling prophecy? If if people feel like 
well, I don't feel so. I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm, again, all due respect to people that are feeling it, but the people that aren't feeling the crush, that don't care that eggs cost twenty cents more a dozen. But if you tell them over and over again the economy's bad, are they going to change their behavior? This is a blame the media. I guess so. <laughs> line of questioning, and and often mm-hmm. you will have a political voice or a political party who's in charge. And this happens with both Republicans and Democrats. And when the media is saying, wait a minute, we look like we are having a serious economic problem. You know, George Bush under George W. Bush. It was the Republicans screaming the media just because the media is saying it doesn't mean it's so. Now you have it with Joe Biden because inflation is prohibitively high. However, people aren't losing their jobs like a tsunami wave is swamping them. So you've got the Democrats saying, well, well, wait a minute, things are looking so much better. Yeah, but compared to what? So that is more of a political question. And then they turn to the media and say, well, you guys keep asking the question. So people are going to start thinking, oh, my gosh, we're in recession. I'm not I'm not taking that trip to to see grandma in Boca Raton. (laughs) Um, The GDP report in conjunction with the interest rate hikes, what's all this going to do? How, are we, how is inflation looking? These rate hikes are starting to work, but only so far in certain areas. Wheat, for example, has come down nearly 9% over the past three months, corn down double-digit percentages. So those prices are starting to work their way through at a less intense level. As I said, gasoline, for example, Certainly off the the recent highs, we're finally below $4.50 a gallon, whereas before we were up above $5 a gallon. And that's just the average. Forget about certain states that are much higher. Where is it not working? It's not working with home prices yet. Now, we're seeing weird things in the housing industry right now. People are backing out of contracts. Okay, that was not happening as recently as four months ago. But three months ago, that started to work its way through the ether and people started sniffing problems. But prices are still way high. Same with rental. Record high. And even the the prices don't seem to have gone down as fast as mortgage rates are going up. Indeed. And so there you're not seeing any kind of movement. You may in a couple of months, but that's still a problem. And, And I would argue we still have high food prices overall. Beef, chicken, pork. And labor prices are going up. What's going on there? I mean, once you start once the once you start paying people who were making 12 bucks an hour, 18, 20 bucks an hour and then presumably that pushes up the people, you know, the tier just above that, historically traditionally do those wages ever go down? Here's where I would side with the worker. People have been nickel and diming most American workers for so long, these companies, and I'm talking about big ones like the Amazons of the world or the big gigantic banks, they have dug their heels in on paying people, you know, better than a living wage, better than just I'm barely making ends meet. So I have to go and and take on a second job as a barista on the weekends. So suddenly the worker in this country actually has a little juice. They've got some muscle and power. No, you cannot raise somebody's wages and then four months later say, oops, sorry, and then cut their wages. It doesn't happen that often, right? It's sort of like when gas prices skyrocket. In two seconds, the guy's up there with the stick changing the sign. (laughs) But when they finally fall again, boy, does it take them a lot longer. You know, it just to me looks like a picture at the moment where labor costs are going up. And here's why. Because they have the power now and also inflation. Their real wages are actually lower. 
lower because they're paying that much more. Inflation is like a tax on top of their regular taxes they pay for their salary. At some point, this um, great resignation or whatever we're calling it, where people are just going from job to job to job, take this job and shove it, I don't need it, I'll go across the street, Mm -hmm. that's going to end eventually, right? And then that could flatten out you know the, the labor costs, I guess. I was talking to an ice cream shop owner for this show uh, who said, back in the day, if a kid said, you know what, uh, I want to go to a baseball game this weekend, I can't work. Okay, well, then don't come back. Now it's, okay, can you come back on Monday? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Have a great time. Enjoy it. You've worked so hard this week. Right. Please come back Monday. Uh, again, back to the worker. They are in a much better position. And that's why you almost start to see the rise of unions in companies like, for example, uh, Starbucks and Amazon. If companies are smart and they want to dodge unionization, the best thing they can do is see what the unions are offering and then do better than that. It's time. And you bring these workers in, you say, we understand that this is what you want and the union's going to give it to you. We're going to one-up them, actually. We've heard you. They make enough in profits, and they barely pay taxes in many cases. Well, that's something that could change with this new, uh, with the Democrats' new deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin, he'd been blocking every part of the president's, not every part, but a lot of the president's economic agenda now, apparently, is this deal, um, which includes uh, a 15% corporate minimum tax on big, big, big companies, mm-hmm. not the ones that are skirting taxes to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another, uh, more IRS enforcement is supposed to uh, also be a revenue generator. Have you dug into this deal yet and look, just just look at the, the, the economics of it? Yes, absolutely. And I would say that it really speaks volumes that they have to actually implement a minimum 15% corporate tax rate. Think about that. We're at 15%, right? Remember Donald Trump and the GOP said we're going to lower the corporate tax rate, which it actually surely should have been lowered. It was way too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at 35 37%. Now it's down at 15 But the fact that they have to actually legislate it as a minimum 15 means that so many companies have gamed it, unlike you and me and the listeners who are paying way more than that. So... They can handle a 15% tax rate. Trust us. Liz Clayman, uh, host of the Clayman Countdown on Fox Business, and everyone talks to Liz Clayman. It might be a bit of an exaggeration, but she does talk to um, a wide variety of people on the <laughs> Everyone Talks to Liz Clayman podcast. Uh, Liz, thanks for talking to us. It is great to be here. Thank you so much. Hang in there, everybody. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review the Fox News Rundown on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And now, some good news with Tanya J. Powers. It's mail call of a different kind for 102-year-old Romay Davis. She's being honored in a big way for work she did decades ago, chosen to receive a Congressional Gold Medal this year for her years of service in an Army mail unit in World War II. This week, she was also honored at City Hall in Montgomery, Alabama for that same work in the 6888th Central Postal Directory Battalion. The Associated Press says that unit was entirely made up of black women. More than 
than 800 members of the unit processed millions of letters and packages sent between families and troops during World War II. She enlisted in 1943 through the Women's Army Corps, following her five brothers into service at a time when the Army was still segregated. They served in England and France and didn't just bring a piece of home to service members, but the ladies of the 6888th also developed a new tracking system that helped them process some 65,000 pieces of mail each shift, clearing a six-month backlog in three months. Now they're getting their due, decades after their work. President Biden signed a bill in March that authorized congressional gold medals for the 6888th Central Postal Directory Battalion. Five other battalion members are also being honored alongside Romay Davis. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Brian Kilmeade. What's on your mind? Let's talk about the Live Golf League. Brand new, third stop ever, New Jersey Bedminster. Guess who owns that course? Donald Trump. Guess who's getting blamed for being in bed with the Saudis? Donald Trump. Yeah, it's easy to look at the ex-president instead of the current president who goes and gives a fist bump to the current Saudi leader, the crown prince. And instead of talking about that because it's negative on Maybe the Democratic Party, you focus on the Republican, former Republican president. For one thing, for Donald Trump, I don't blame him for going ahead and do this, and here's why. The PGA walked away from him. They told him, we're not going to play at the Doral in your Westchester Club in New Jersey, Bedminster, even though the PGA quality and standard is because they didn't like his politics. In comes this league run by Greg Norman, a friend of the President of the United States, just like he's a friend, Greg Norman is, to Bill Clinton. And he says, hey, I got this league. We'd like to play here. We're going to pay uh, for your time, what you're playing the uh, Pro-Am. That's called entrepreneurship. We're in. Now, Barbara Watson's there. Bryson DeChambeau is there. You got Dustin Johnson there. You have a lot of great players that have come. The PGA has responded by saying, if you play there, you're banned from the PGA. Well, why does Donald Trump care about the PGA since they left him at the doorstep for political reasons? For the 9-11 families, I understand why you're angry, but the Saudi situation, they're very much a part of the American inner orbit on international relations. A line of the sand really isn't golf. It should be other things. Live Tournament is going to live. Time to live with it, whether you're a PGA fan, a big golf fan or not. And you can't use this as an opportunity to bash Donald Trump. He gives you enough opportunities to do that. Not here, not now. I'm Brian Kilmeade for the Fox News Rundown. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.